Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Jay Anelli. I'm Lorelai Weissel-Labrizzi. I'm Brian Dawes. And I am still Cristolano. Allegedly. And we're talking about Commander <laughs> Master's Flavor Gems today. So, uh, but before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about news. Did they, did they do some preview stuff? Oh, well, first of all, we are recording this before the Gen Con panel. Oh, on Saturday. God. I forgot that about this that. So, <laughs> listen... <laughs> Listen, I know I whatever's getting revealed, I probably know about it. And uh, it's awesome, right? Uh, I, the things I know about are awesome. Yes. <laughs> so uh, what I'm going to need y'all to do is y'all are going to have to jump on a call with me on Sunday and just, you know, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll record an extra addendum and <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, there, yeah there's those they previewed like art from sets from mm-hmm. the next like two years ish uh and i know what all of those are from at this point so I know. yeah it's gonna be a good one pay attention uh, all right yes yeah. so there's some other stuff shown off uh there's some stuff shown off at um uh barcelona mm-hmm. uh, we saw some more doctor who there's a big doctor who panel and we i'm actually getting more excited about these sets like i was kind of on the fence but i'm like all right i'm, I'm into it the- i like doctor who but i don't i'm not like it's it's not one of my nerdy things that i i tend to buy like mer- doctor who merchandise or anything uh so you know I'm, I'm i'm getting more into it yeah like they they did such a good job with the warhammer decks um and these look Definitely. like they're going to be really fun um mm-hmm. nobody is going to make this product more exciting than gavin um gavin is i think the biggest doctor who fan i've ever seen and uh turns out to also be a phenomenal magic designer uh and you know in, in the same way that ethan is a huge warhammer person and also a very talented magic designer uh and just got to make really cool commander decks that were really compelling even if you're not that into warhammer it feels like the doctor who decks are going to be similar uh i just if i can play like uh if i can build a commander deck with the peter capaldi doctor and Catherine tate as donna as as partner commanders like my my dream episode could just be real that would be great I yeah i like that you can mix up the the um the companions with the different doctors which sometimes happens in the show they especially in the newer show they've brought back old companions i don't know especially what's going like on. sarah jane Me yeah either. I don't. anyway if you don't know anything about <laughs> doctor who it's you know there's it's like one piece go ahead trying to tell someone to catch up on doctor who is thankfully doctor who is like each actor is essentially a separate run of the show creatively uh so you can usually just start with a new doctor uh, once or twice they have the old doctor's companions and it's a little it, it, it's a little tough to start there but for the <laughs> most part you can just start with the latest i was, I was about to say it's like well and it's, you don't even have to care about the old show just like the reboots from, uh seasons are like probably good it's, there's been a, like 11 of those now haven't there because we, we have there's one, like a one eccleston <laughs> we had three with david Tennant, and then three with matt smith and then two with capaldi and two with um why am I forgetting her name? I just had it a minute ago, too. No, I, I literally had it when I started this thing. And uh, Jody Whitaker. Jody Whitaker. There we go. Uh, yeah. So it's like 11. Anyway, let's continue on this episode. We got a lot. of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I'm going to say about Doctor Who is that I've watched a good bit of Doctor Who and I still can't tell you what's going on. 
So yeah, that's fair. Uh, my wife has watched some Doctor Who with me and she has no idea what's happening in Doctor Who at any given time. Uh, our first look at Eldraine happened as well. And we got a sneak peek at Ashiok as the planeswalker for the set. Uh, so one thing that came up just as an FYI, but when you hear this, I would go back and listen to our interview with Roy and listen to it in accompaniment. Uh, there's going to be about one planeswalker per set going forward down from two to three sometimes. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, there, there's going to be pros and cons to this, in, uh, in, but in like the last couple of years, I think we were closer to three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, it was a lot. And like, to be clear, one planeswalker card, a set characters who used to be planeswalkers are still going to be in sets points at their the legends will now and rowan will will and rowan are in eldraine but they're not planeswalker cards and are the the very least in the story stuff they are mentioned as major characters for the story mm-hmm. so you know if you are when we were talking to roy we couldn't mention that but you know yeah th- once we get past eldraine we'll talk about it some more but i i think you know yeah cautious optimism is is probably the way to go uh status quo is getting sh- shook up but if your favorite character is now a legend don't count them out all right so let's talk about the new commanders in this set so uh let's start with the ones that i know lorelei loves do you want to talk about the uh eldrazi deck commanders lorelei yeah so uh oh yeah i guess we're starting with new cards from the commander decks which makes sense uh so we'll start with a uh, uh, zuladoc void gorger uh we, we did finally get to see the um commander deck inserts with the little flavor blurbs for each of the commanders uh and people were asking well how is zuladoc a legendary eldrazi when it's not a new you know fourth titan uh, it's very clearly ulamog brood and uh the answer is given to us in the insert uh about a thousand years ago the uh hedron network split open a little bit uh, because a bunch of cultists uh, became Ulamog worshippers and started kind of doing all these rituals uh, as eldritch knowledge seeped into their brains, and they cracked open the Hedra network, and some minor Eldrazi started escaping. Uh, they were led by Zuladoc, who uh, is implied to be the one who directly shared the power to uh, transform the the ritualists into vampires it's not clear and like zulodok is a piece of ulamog um but was kind of the main uh ulamog spawn eldrazi during that thing and then was eventually killed by nahiri uh, so it's cool to get like a character from that era and like I, I think that's a very clever way to make another legendary Eldrazi because we did have this other Eldrazi event happen. Yeah, the, there's a legendary Eldrazi problem in that they narrowed themselves down to three. And I think given what we know about the metaphysics of the Eldrazi, it makes sense that some of the the spawn might well, also so have been legendary. People are like, well, isn't this a fourth Titan? I'm like, no, we have had other legendary Eldrazi. Their names are Rosella and uh Humphier, <laughs> like those were emrical but they were also their own thing this is the same this is just a prominent piece of ulamog that was very big and scary 
Uh, we also got um, Omarthus, Ghostfire Initiate, uh, who is a Naga from Tarkir. Uh, we don't know exactly when in Tarkir, um, but uh, they are a practitioner of Ghostfire. Um, mm, Ghostfire. Also, sometimes, sometime in the last thousand years, because yeah. it's uh, they're on top of the Crucible of the Spirit Dragon. So, oh yeah, there are Hedrons there. Um, so uh, they are a character who has practiced Ghost Fire, which is Ugin's special magic, um, and is like the secret sixth type of dragon magic on Tarkir. Uh, and they uh, they're a manifest commander the, they they play well with uh ugin's whole magic mechanic which i think is very neat that's just a colorless matters commander it was very cool to see a non-eldrazi like path in mm -hmm. this deck yeah like you can do eldrazi things where big spells matter because you have a lot of colorless ramp that lets you cast big spells but also just colorless matters is a cool theme for a colorless commander deck uh and you know, that lets you play well with Eldrazi spells or with um, artifacts. And uh... Yeah, I'll talk about Anakthea. Uh, yeah, Anakthea, Hand of Erebos uh, is the, the enchantment deck card, uh, and she is a legendary enchantment creature demigod. Uh, her whole story is that she was a, like, protector and uh, soldier in uh, Satessa, the, like, champion of Satessa, and she went out to kill an evil witch who was serving Erebos. And when she killed the witch and was coming back to Satessa, uh, the witch's mouth opened up because she took the you know severed head with her, of course, as you do. Uh, and the witch's mouth opened up and sucked her down into the underworld where Erebos kept her there and uh, forced her to fight all sorts of monsters and gave her a path out of the underworld if she fought her way there. Uh, and so she fought through so many monsters. She built an entire wall of their corpses. Uh, all of this really cool stuff. Really kind of badass. Uh, ends up getting to like the lip of the mortal realm of, of Theros out of the underworld. Uh, and then looks back at Erebos and goes, I've had such a great time killing all these monsters. Do you have any job openings? Uh, <laughs> and uh, Erebos says, sure. And takes her on as uh, his own sort of champion and now she fights these monsters and keeps them subdued in the underworld and occasionally comes out to protect Satessa when it is needed uh, and I think that's really cool she's a really fun new character uh, she's a really cool enchantment character too and plays around with the colors of Satessa which are generally green and white uh, mostly green and Erebos who is black Karametra uh, uh, specifically mm -hmm. was invoked yes um and then we also got uh, her like sort of backup commander, who is Narsi Fablesinger. Uh, I don't think we know anything about them. Like the there's there's very little to tell from this art and from the character uh, could be on Theros. I don't think so, but it's it could be. We we really don't know. Yay, commander um, inserts. Yeah, give, given given the outfit uh looking a little more toga like there uh i'm leaning towards theros for her and i didn't i didn't check the out uh i don't think there's a blurb for her in the inserts is there i i didn't see one uh but of course i don't have the deck so i was just looking at the inserts people posted 
Um, I'm kind of tempted to she's say She's got like a classical Greek harp. Yeah, also but she's also known as a liar. Yeah, she does yeah, have a liar. But there's how dare you call me a liar? <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's not enough here for me to like solidly say that this is on Theros, though, because That's while fair. these while these are some like Theros adjacent, you know, pieces of art like this could be on a different plane. So I'm I'm not going to put, you know, into confirmed Theros block, uh, but I will say that she they look pretty cool. They've got some really beautiful art. Um Big fan of Miranda Meeks. She's been doing some incredible art the last few years. Uh, and it looks like a really fun uh, enchantment commander. She really likes sagas. Let, let's talk about let's talk about the Planeswalker deck now. We have to. So we got Commodore Guff. So no, thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah. I actually like like Stockholm syndrome, I have grown to like Guff. So <laughs> I am actually, I am, I am excited by this. I'm going to, I'm going to brew up a Guff deck here. Uh, we've talked about Guff a fair amount. Guff is sort of a fourth wall breaker. I think the way he's been sort of presented in this deck isn't quite his actual personality. Uh, he's a little more chaotic, uh, whereas he's just kind of a weirdo in the books. And um, he edits history by, you know, erasing the um the co the original coalition's loss to uh phyrexia uh and he makes a bunch of commentary about the different characters and and in some ways he was cool because he was he was ahead of the curve when he said sisse was cooler than gerard anyway yep um <laughs> but uh yeah guff is a certainly an interesting character we also got a backup uh character that surprised me in liori i was really expecting and hoping for uh bolivar who was like guff's buddy in the novel like they're the characters most closely associated with each other they're both the new characters created just for urza's nine titans in the invasion trilogy but you know there's time there's always time uh, Liori is the unnamed cat that gets executed in the Ikoria story. I, I I like the fact that Watsi actually decided to name them since Luca never bothered to take the time to. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to remember if we had a name somewhere. No. For it. Uh, there, when, there was when not. When I was no. working on Ikoria, oh. I don't remember. Oh, if we... I see. If we had a name or tried to, I don't remember. We we might have just not because we knew it was dying. There was never one in the in the um, novella either. Yeah, I thought that was neat because a lot of people mm -hmm. at the time really liked that cat. Like that was a big reason why people grew to dislike Luca right off the bat, is because uh, the cat died. Um, I, I, and also he wasn't sad enough about it. I also think it's a very clever way to make a super friends commander matter while not also being a planeswalker um and i like that it yeah lets you lean into like a planeswalker type deck like you can make a chandra deck with leori as your commander and just play all the chandras i think it's neat because there there are a handful of like creatures associated with planeswalkers uh -huh. you know you got himoto you've got um uh, Mowu, uh, but we've already seen, you know, Mowu's obviously green. 
Uh, Himoto we haven't seen yet, but it's probably going to be in similar colors to uh, Kaito. So, you know, having picking this character out of kind of obscurity was was a cute touch. Uh, but Lorelai, I know you're chomping at the bit for the next one. Oh, we, we talk about uh, Slivers and Planeswalker Volrath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, the uh, deck answer for the Sliver deck says Volrath is a Planeswalker, which is super duper not true. Allegedly. Phyrexians could travel planes because they had portal technology, but, uh, you know, Volrath was just a Phyrexian shapeshifter after being a human. Good for him. By good for him, I mean his whole life was pretty shit because of Gerard hogging the spotlight. I don't like the Weather Light Saga. Anyway, Sliver Grave Mother. <laughs> uh, apparently on some unknown plane, the Slivers just like sat around and bided their time and evolved and until their queen, which was the Grave Mother, uh, conquered death itself. And then they rose from their caves and kind of just killed everything else on the plane. Uh, and and essentially farm other species for food uh, as they continuously evolve in a plane that is like mostly overrun by slivers now. Um, so we get <laughs> yet more non-specific planes filled with slivers as we have gotten many times in the past. Uh, but we also got a fascinating backup commander uh, because how do you make a sliver deck? Uh, have a non-sliver commander who cares about slivers, but also isn't limited to slivers. Uh, and they solved this with Rukurumel Biologist. Uh, she's a character uh, who I believe we are getting like gendered for the first time. Uh, they were a flavor text character in Time Spiral Block talking about slivers in a field journal. Uh, and so um, this is a character from that era, the apocalyptic era of, uh, I guess it's the post-post-post-apocalyptic era of Dominaria, um, <laughs> who studied slivers, and uh, we, again, we don't have a longer flavor blurb, but it's pretty clear from the art and the mechanics that uh, they're kind of have mad science-y vibes, and is maybe making some of the mistakes that the uh, Riptide Project made um, so it's it's cool to see a flavor text only character uh, actually get a legendary card. I love when that happens. Now we know that the time spiral block was like sixty ish years ago, um, and she looks pretty young in her art. Uh, but is she still alive? No, definitely not. A hundred percent. She's so dead by Those now. Those slivers killed her. Those oh, slivers one hundred percent killed her. <laughs> There's not a world <laughs> where she is still alive. You don't know that. But good for her. Unless she was assimilated. Unless she, you know, no, gotta the, explain the sh those chandelier slivers somehow. Gotta explain how they look like that. She doesn't know they exist. <laughs> All right, so that covered the new commanders. Let's talk about some of the new cards from these decks. Uh, we got our 19th Chandra card in mm -hmm. Chandra Legacy of Fire, uh, which honestly... Considering how much of a deep cut Guff was, I was hoping backup Planeswalkers would be equal deep cuts. We did get one really good deep cut, and we also got uh, Teo, Geometric Tactician, which is the second paper Teo, which is nice because he's a good bean. 
Uh, but I yeah, like Chandra, a 19th Chandra card. There's 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 nothing to get thrilled with about that I, from a flavor. Perspective. I was legit hoping for either a mono red Fraley's or another Jaya card. Oh, that's so good. Because like another Jaya card, even Baltrice. So I don't I don't know if I would buy a mono red Fraley's. Are, are you for real? She was a pyromancer. Yeah, she was yeah. legit a pyromancer, and her but last that was before she became a planeswalker. And her last spell was literally nuking the Sky Shroud Forest <laughs> to kill all the slivers as with a red spell. Like it was literally flames. Come on. I I would give you a green red, <laughs> but the the green mana thing from whichever Carthalian it was was pretty critical to her ascension as a planeswalker. I understand that, but like she was a lot more fire magic than her, like anyone would ever think. Just looking at the card that she's been given so far, I agree. I agree. I would love to get uh, like an Ice Age era Fraley's card because we have one. We have the uh, the uh, invasion one from the commander deck, and the jumpstart one on Arena is uh, Time Spiral Fraley's. I would love I would love older Fraley's. I want an Ice Age Fraley's card with giving her the vine wings and the big tall hat. <laughs> yeah. I want that. That was a good look. Um I just want the Ice Ice Age to get the Brothers War treatment like yes. just do I would oh re redo it that would in, be with modern design aesthetics. Anyway, the Shadow card is cool because Jaya, Nissa, and Johnny, uh her mentor, girlfriend, and best friend. Uh, are in fire behind her in the art, and it's very cool. Uh, that is very cool, yeah, absolutely. I guess it's very hot. Yeah, I'm just glad we got another Teo card because he was such like a, a fun part. He made he made the War of the Sparked Ravnica book actually something I would read, um, and I liked him a lot. He's a really cool character, and we have one paper card and then one arena card, and he has otherwise vanished from magic. Uh, so it was really nice to have another card of him. He's he's pretty consistently described as the 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 best thing about the War of the Spark novels. Mm -hmm. um, and he he continues to make walls. That's his thing, and I like that. <laughs> Good for him. Well, you need it in a Super Friends deck because they weren't slow <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk about the last one, Vronos, Masked Inquisitor. This one is wild because this is the card carry has wanted for like eight years and we finally got it for them <laughs> yeah i can't believe they printed carrie's invitational card in the commander decks <laughs> vronos for those of you who don't know vronos was a duels of the planeswalkers avatar in a couple games maybe just 14 i don't know uh the the original duels of the planeswalkers uh vronos the default player avatar became vronos Yep. Oh, uh, okay. So, so yeah. this art has existed longer than the character of Rhinos existed, and uh, so so that was for the original duels. And then when um, in 2015, yeah, yeah, the duels 2015 came around, and we had the Garrick cursed thing. Uh, that original avatar was turned into the character of Rhinos, who exists in two short stories, I think. So basic, yeah. So there was a. Uh, the introduction video to Duels of the Planeswalker 2015 features Vronos getting offed by Garrick. Uh, and at the same time, they released a piece of short fiction that gave Vronos like a whole cool history. He was a Cathar from uh, from Innistrad who went to Esper for their first 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 planeswalk. 
and then was like tasked by Avison to track down Garrick after Garrick escaped after being partially healed by the curse mute. Uh, and it's a whole thing. Like it's it's yeah, it's he, he hires a bunch of planeswalkers to help him catch Garrick too, and they're all dead. <laughs> Ronos has more canon lore than a lot of other planeswalkers from Commander sets. Yep, just gonna just gonna say that. More canon lore than Estrid or Aminatu. So, yep. Yeah. He I mean, he's got a whole story, right? Having a having a even just one piece of short fiction about you is an accomplishment sometimes in magic. But let's move let's move on. So that was the new planeswalkers. Let's talk about the uh the new like lore art and stuff we got on cards, like Rise of the Eldrazi and Calamity of the Titans. Yeah, we got we got another set name as a card. We did we it. We did it, everybody. Whoever's doing that at Watsi, I really appreciate you. Because one of my favorite things is every so often we just get a new card that's a name of a set. Like when we got mirrored and besieged. Uh, it's just it's real fun. I like it. Uh, we we are aware of this on text teams, and if we can find spots for them, we we try because we agree that it's fun. Uh, we, we said the thing. <laughs> yeah. Rise of the Eldrazi and Calamity of the Titans are both uh, colorless sorceries that cost colorless mana. Um, Rise of the Eldrazi uh, is really cool because it is like a 12 mana sorcery, which is pretty three. big. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of combines all of the cast abilities of the original Eldrazi Titans, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be countered just like they're, you know, well, you can counter their casting abilities if you've got the right cards, but uh, on their on cast effects. But it does uh, destroys a permanent, which Ulamog did, takes an extra turn, which is Emrakul's, and causes a player to draw four cards, which was Kozilek. And I think that's a really fun and interesting design for uh, like a, a story card like this. Uh, also, to be clear, this spell can't be countered. Is also just text on Emrakul the Aeon Storm. Yeah so good uh <laughs> i i really like the next one battle for the hell battle at the hell vault uh which depicts the moment from the original innistrad that set the whole plot in motion which was uh avison and gristlebrand fighting at the hell vault and i think it is really adorable that you get an indestructible avison token when this when the saga mm-hmm. is over uh, I really like it. I like that it's a stained glass, which is, of course, a perfect motif for for this story. Uh, it's just it's a slam dunk. Absolutely great. Yeah, I, I believe this this was the card that uh, Gavin said he had designed for the Estrid deck mm, uh, that mm-hmm. that didn't make it in, and then uh, got in here as sagas have become more common, which is cool. The nice thing about these commander decks is that people can have cards that that very easily slot into, you know, as soon as that theme comes back, they can try and get it in again. Uh, we also got Gatewatch Beacon, which features the hands of the four original Gatewatch members. New Gideon art in 2023. Liliana. Yeah, <laughs> Liliana did not join until Shadow and Elge Moon. Um, so that is the original Gatewatch there in the Gatewatch Beacon. Uh we also got Onaki Oathkeeper, which is weird to me because it's white aligned. Like I could see black for the Anaki, I can see red for the Anaki, but white aligned Anaki. Uh, and it is basically deck. a it's you know it's a propaganda for for your planeswalkers, which is also interesting about the Onaki, who are these. Uh, they are. It is cool in that the Chain Veil card 
is uh, matters to planeswalkers and will probably be in your super friends deck. So having an Onaki that fits in the super friends deck is pretty cool. And you can see the catacombs in the background of that art. Yep. The Onaki catacombs from the plane card. And uh, I, I believe that not only will the Chainville card matter to your commander decks with planeswalkers, I think it is in the planeswalker precon. So mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> it, is, it is literally in the precon. We um we also got another medium cut. I'm gonna instead of deep cuts, I think I gotta call them like medium cuts because if they're oh. if they're from ten or less years ago, they they Hold can't on. be that much of a deep. Cacophony cut. Cacophony Unleashed is 100 yeah. percent a deep cut. It was from okay. the second part of of a two part Ashiok story. The first of which like barely even included Ashiok. Um. Uh no 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 that's that's a a different so that's how Ashiok got the uh protection from God's sight yeah. and then the next story Dreams of the City the third Ashiok story no uh, is the one that has cacophony yeah there are two there's the one where Ashiok does the favor for Phoenix pitting those two polices against each other and then it's yeah there's a then it's the there's cacophony. a part one and part two yeah to that one. Yeah, the the so the first story is a two-parter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what our confusion was. I okay. think Jay that you have just demonstrated that this counts as a deep cut. Because <laughs> I cannot tell you how many people Fine. have read that story. Cacophony is from the short story Dreams of the City, Ashiok uh Makes a God. being invisible to the gods, uh plays around with dream magic nightmare magic and the fabric of nyx to build a god from people's nightmares that afara immediately curb stomps to death <laughs> Good. oopsie daisy yeah i like that this is an enchantment that becomes a god i think that's uh yeah. fun it's it's neat it works so yeah. perfectly for cacophony cacophony is also dead by the way like cacophony was absorbed by afara so, I mean, I guess technically Cacophony would live on because Afara is definitely one of the surviving gods. But yeah. It's the only confirmed surviving god that we've got. So Cacophony is questionably more alive than all of the other Theros gods right now. Uh, uh, we also got Guff rewrites history, which is, you know, a source of contention among Vorthos cast members. Because <clears throat> uh, this is very much, this is way more Deadpool than it is Guff, right? Yeah. Like. But it is hard to convey fourth wall breaking in a visual medium like this, especially like if he was sitting there just like erasing stuff from a book, it probably would be very hard for people to conceptualize what's happening here. And it's also like 90% of his art is him sitting there with a book uh, of all like five pieces of art that exist of him. Mm. So. Uh, I I think I like it in terms of speaking at the card level of story stuff to people. If they see this, they get Guff is kind of this fourth wall breaking character who has weird powers and he's a weirdo. Man's got two paintbrushes in his hands. Man is double fisting paintbrushes. (laughs) With a red eye. Yeah. Uh, We've got a few new other flavorful cards. We've got Ugin's Mastery, which is a pretty looking card. Yeah, it's just Ugin being cool. Yeah. Doing uh, we got Lazatep Sliver, which caused them to let people know that this may not be canon. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, we, I'm personally fine with it. Our thing. Why not? Yeah. We've oh my God. We already had Dregscape Sliver. Like, 
Yeah, that, yeah. Slivers are the next big bad in magic. That, that's that's what we're doing here. I've been saying that for like. <laughs> it would be very adorable if slivers were like an invasive species that just popped up every now and then. Uh, but I think the idea here is they don't want people to think any kind of return to Amonkhet is going to be about slivers. Because the problem with slivers is slivers require a large chunk of a set design to work. So you really have to go in knowing you want slivers. Uh, We've got three year rotations. Just pepper in five slivers every set for the next three years and we're good. Yeah, and then it'll be a viable deck, right? As the first ones start to uh, uh, rotate and out. And you keep going until it escalates to a story point. We're good. It, it's, we're good. Anyway, Lazotep <laughs> Sliver, I am cool with as if they want it to be canon because Bolus was revived at the same time that there was a Sliver infestation on Dominaria. Uh, he easily could have brought a few to test his new Lazotep eternal process uh, before applying it to like the people he was going to kill. Uh, or, as Brian said, omen paths are a thing now. One could have wandered in, gotten killed in the desert, and eternalized by the Scarab God, who is still around. You know, dead, dead Sliver shows up and Scarab God's just like, eh, I guess. We also, we also got Jaya's Phoenix. It's nice to get more Jaya art. We got two pieces of Jaya art in this because she's real tiny below the Phoenix in this. Mm. It's also it's a play on Chandra's Phoenix. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's, it's Jaya's version. So I think that's cute. We also got Dark Steel Monolith, which is cute. It is a uh, it is a a monument out on the glorious facade uh, or what, what are they called? The monumental facade. Uh, on the outer layer of New Phyrexia. Uh, and the flavor text says Mirrodin's heart beats with Phyrexian oil. It's just cute to see regular dark steel stuff again. I love it. There you see multiple suns in the background. It's it's too big to blight steel in it. They've got to soak that blight steel in uh in Phyrex in the, the glistening oil for so long. You can't really soak this thing in glistening oil. It'll just take too long. All right. Let's let's move on to the thing that got a lot of people mad at me when I mentioned it. Uh, we so there's a number of pieces of new art, including some that remove uh, the snoobies and the kitty titties from various magic cards. Uh, Sakiko, mother of summer, had um, snake boobies, uh, also known as snoobies, and then the uh, Leonin, the female Leonin on uh, Mirrodin, had. Um, uh, uh, they also had they they as as I said they had kitty titties. Uh, so these new art puts actual armor on them. Oh my god! Uh, and removes kind of the more gratuitous aspects of those the artworks. So there's there's a clear biological problem with the snoobies because there's no world wherein snakes uh should should have breasts. Like I'm saying, they're not producing milk. Like they're snakes. Allegedly. Um, also, the Leonin would have to have way more. Yeah, so that's my problem, is that if they were going to put <laughs> boobs on the cats, they had to commit. We needed, like, six Star pair of Star Trek did it. Star Trek did it. There was a Star Trek movie where they were walking into, like, a strip club, and there's this cat thing, and it's got multiple pairs. Yep. I'm just saying, they they should they, they, had, they had an option. They could have gone one of either route. Do I think this route looks better? <laughs> yes, but they could yeah, have gone the other way. It definitely does. It definitely does. Otherwise, it gets real awkward real quick. Yeah, we had a lot of other cards, too, that got updated looks to them. Uh, Indrik Sar, Master Breeder, got his got new art with uh, him wearing Turok's uh, cloak, or at least a cloak that looks like Turok's. So it's set back when he was, you know, actually 
uh, alive and not in the time spiral time crisis. Uh, and he looks better. Um, I, the implication is that Torak is dead by fallen empires because people mm-hmm. aren't really quite sure if he's a guy or a god, uh, which, you know, well, most people believe he's a god uh, because that's how cults work sometimes. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, the it might be the actual cloak. Uh, and, and again, the, the big implication is that Torak is dead. And, and uh, yeah, uh, Azuri's predation also got some updated art to bring Real it in line art. with the new. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just like, so Kemba and Sun, Sunspear Shikari uh, were both updated, not just to, re- to remove the, 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 the kitty memories, but also <laughs> to um, get it more in line with the Phyrexia All Will Be One art direction of new Phyrexia set cards, and Azuri's Predation all is similarly updated. Oh, I didn't realize Jade Mage had a new Soprola yeah. look. So Jade Mage was the one that surprised me the most because it got new art um, and I couldn't really figure out why. And then looking at it, the old the original art was a little, you know, she was a little scantily clad. She was looking good, though. Um, but I did notice that one of the big changes with this new Jade Mage is that she has a Sapperling in the art, which was not in the original Jade Mage art. And it's uh, the Dominaria style Sapperling that we got when we went to Dominaria, the little fungus guys. So... I missed mm-hmm. that on my pass through the gallery. That is cool. Well, I'm sorry, awesome. Jay. I have your job now. Got him. You do. Okay. Well, we also got loyal retainers, which is updated for a new Banalian look, uh, which is neat because the loyal retainers has pretty much had the same art since Portal Three Kingdoms, uh, and it's nice to have some canon magic art on it. Um, we got bribery. We got a very cool one set on New Capenna, which is perfect for those kinds of cards, which have been. Largely relegated mm-hmm. to generic pirates or uh, reprints for Ixalan. So it's nice to have other places that these kind of crime themed cards can can take place on. Uh, personal tutor card update with Kazmina at Strixhaven, which is really cute. Um, uh, we got Nick Sanguinate on Zendikar with a Zendikari vampire doing it. Uh, uh, and you're yeah. welcome, lesbians, for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, it's good. And we got a Grave Pact on Innistrad, which is sort of like the natural place you'd expect a Grave Pact card. Uh Uh, All of these cards from like Loyal Retainers to Grave Pact there, I kind of consider like just updated planes for these cards, which I thought was really fun. They they took uh, a bunch of cards and gave them new plane uh, settings for it. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Brian, how do you feel about the new Sky Shroud claim art? (sighs) You know, I mean... It's okay. Like, I guess it's better than the flag thing because, like, <laughs> the flag was kind of cheesy. But you know, it's Sky Shroud. Who knows? It's. But I love the fact that you have the elf just carving some some foliage into the ground and some stuff is growing. You know, life finds a way or just spreads faster. I'm how okay do you, How do you feel about it being a Lanoir elf? Sky Shroud's gone, as, as you know, as, as we mentioned in that uh, fiery escalation of Fraley's, uh magic. You know, it's it's whatever. Um, I, I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. And <sighs> Lanoir, it. Uh, I don't know. Lanoir is just... 
Rada. It's got something going on, I guess. It's. it's I don't know. I was just looking for a pro or con. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Like, I, I'm not. It's, it's, it's a Sky Shroud claim, not set on Sky Shroud, because it's a modern Llanowar elf, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. I, I'm not. Either way, like, this art definitely looks a lot better because that flag art was super cheesy, but it's fun. <laughs> uh, we also got new art for Stonehoof Chieftain uh, before it kind of had a shadowed out face with glowing eyes and now it looks more like a centaur uh we got spite bellows that has actual like flames coming out of it for the bellows part of spite bellows and we got a new meteor golem yeah if you're sad we lost snoobies you now have meteor golem boobies i guess <laughs> metal uh it also takes place at night with actual you can see an actual meteor shower happening in the happening in the background yeah. Uh, also, ex Extinguish All Hope got new art for some reason. Uh, maybe bone related because the original art shows some prominent bones and uh, those don't fly in uh, in some cultures. So this new one just has got a uh, Farika doing some some of her Farika stuff. I mean, it's it's China. They they have already said like when they redo art like frequently, they take out you know the taboo bones uh skeleton showing through that kind of thing uh in order to make it better for that market uh and that is i feel like that must be what happened here because i didn't see anything else that could be an issue with the original art uh and usually there's some reason whether it's art direction or whatever uh that they choose to do these reprint art the the redo art uh, and Extinguish All Hope was one that had me confused until I realized there was ribs sticking out of uh, uh, Erebos in that art. Yeah, so uh, one thing that's not on our agenda here that I did want to mention, every single Chandelar sliver that got reprinted in the Sliver Commander yep. deck uh, has new mm -hmm. art to match the old Sliver uh, design aesthetic. Uh, a bunch of the Slivers also just got new art, period. And uh, none of them are foil, and I'm grumpy about that. So sorry. <laughs> Can they not be in the collector boosters, or not collector boosters, but the set boosters as foils? Uh, the new cards can. Mm. So there, there's and these are reprints. There's five new monocolor rare slivers, and they can be in the collector boosters, um, I believe. But um, yeah, the oh wow, the That's... reprints are not in. Uh, not in there Oof. on that note there's also one other little thing we didn't put on the list uh sequar deathkeeper got a reprint in the main set and we finally have a paper copy of the graveborn token that it makes so. oh yeah yeah, nice. yeah we haven't had that yeah um but also there's like a bunch of different frame treatments and they they made a bunch of full art full art cards and then also these like frame break full art cards there's there's a lot going on in this set um like Billfire Dragon. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of really cool full art cards that have like specific flavor to them with new art. Uh we got a frantic search set on Kamigawa that's got some real uh funny flavor text to it. It's just a it's cute to see like a hacker doing the frantic search and it's not just like uh someone like tearing through scroll mm -hmm. scrolls this time. Um it is very cute, yeah. Yeah. Real, real fun. Uh, only has the new art and the fun flavor text on the full art version because that's just what they're doing these days. Um, it's got someone hacking into a 
terminal and finding a bunch of like notes and stuff. Uh, Kindred Dominance got a full art treatment with a bunch of slivers eating a dragon, um, keeping it in theme with the, the pre-con. Uh, we got a Faithless Looting with a Capenna Devil, and it's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> it's like breaking into a jewelry store, and, and the flavor text is, uh, if they didn't want me to steal this, they should have used more se- more than seven layers of shatterproof anti-magist glass. <laughs> so, I, love, I love the new Capenna Devils. They're real cute. Adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also Commander Standout Vandal Blast got a full art uh, print with a Prismari-themed uh, art doing a little bit of a... I would say it's performance art um, because the Prismari student appears to be blowing up uh, one of the buildings as part of their art, um, <laughs> uh, which is very cute. Uh, also, an extra planar lens copy that put our Discord into like a conversation for a full day trying to figure out what three pieces of art are being referenced. Uh, so the art features uh, three little uh, lenses looking into different planes, and two of them were pretty obvious from the get-go. One of them is clearly New Capenna. The other one is clearly Kaldheim because it's the world tree. Uh, and the third one, we spent like probably half a day trying to figure it out, and then someone found out it is on Zendikar. It's like mm, a, it's like Bright Step Pathway it. or something from Zendikar. Um, yep, yep, yep. Uh, and we got a Thran Dynamo with Yogmoth flavor text, which is very fun. Yogmoth mm-hmm. uh, saying, the pinnacle of advancement is a concept that exists only in the narrow minds of those with no ambition. Um, <laughs> some new... Just the sort of bullshit you would expect someone who's like fake smart to say. Oh, absolutely. It's very much Yogmoth just being like, yeah, well, I have no uh, idea of perfection. I'm just going to keep going. I don't I don't, I don't like it's that kind guy. of that kind of faux intellectual that mm-hmm. idiots love to spout off. I, yeah. hold, his medical medical degree is framed on his office wall. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> just because he printed it off doesn't mean it's not a medical <laughs> degree. He was a doctor, for better or worse. Listen, be, being a doctor doesn't escape my idiot label. Like I, <laughs> I have, I've, I know entirely too many doctors in real life. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, yeah, we got a cycle of lands too. The um, the battle bond. Well, these are actually commander master or commander legends. Jeez, there's so many of these. Um, Commander Legends had a, uh, the enemy lands, uh, the enemy battle bond lands, whatever we're calling them. Uh, and we got a whole cycle of them. And since they're enemy colors, uh, they're all set on Strixhaven. And they have flavor text from each of the Strixhaven students, which I thought was a really, uh, I don't know. I just like the Strixhaven students so much. They were I cool. I just like those kids. I like any time those kids show up, I get happy. Yeah, they're good kids. They're good kids. Uh, I hope we get more of them because we got Quintorius as a planeswalker and now we can like, I don't know, maybe he can maybe he can like chart omen paths and take his friends on little field trips. Um, yeah. But they're fun. Uh, and then one of my favorite cards from all time, uh, a card that I find every reason I can to put it into any uh, of the decks that I build that have red in it is Disrupt Decorum. Uh, it is the like, I think it's like a bundle or buy a box promo or something. It's not in the main set, um, but it does feature 
a food fight at Strixhaven. It is perfect. <laughs> I love it. Great Ron Spencer art, too. Yeah, uh, one of the they've been bringing a lot of old magic artists back, uh, which is I there's a couple not on here that I want to very quickly go over. Uh, Richard Kane Ferguson has, I think, three new pieces here. Uh, there's a Darksteel Mutation with his art uh, and Elish Norn Flyper text. Uh, there's a Factor Fiction, which I believe is implied to be set on Eldraine. Um, and uh, there's a Grand Abolisher uh, by him. So we, we have uh, three new pieces. Uh, we have a new Jeff Miracola piece on Insurrection, uh, which is another old-time magic artist, which is really sweet. Uh, Scott M. Fisher on Mages of the Wheel. Um, Ron Spencer also has uh, Kodama's Reach. Um, who else is on here? Uh, just a very fun piece. Uh, Blood Chief Ascension shows Drana on Zendikar putting on the headdress that she gets between uh, Rise of the Eldrazi and Battle for Zendikar. Yeah. There's there's so much good about this set in terms of flavor. It's really hard to capture all of it. Um, uh, Dread Return yeah. is set on Amonkhet. It's just good. It's just good. There's, there's a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they also gave us all these frame break cards of which there is a cycle of cards uh, that was printed originally in the Ikoria Commander Precon decks. Um, mm -hmm. These are that, all great because they all yeah. feature a, a cool legend. Yeah. Yeah. So... We got flawless maneuver, which is the uh, the white or is it the white spell? Yes, yeah. it's gotta be the white spell because it's got Tasa in the art, um, with some really wonderful flavor text. All of Tasa's flavor texts are always great, um, but in this case, it's got a Tasa sort of like batting away someone's spell, and it says, "I I've survived a century's worth of assassination attempts, but this might be the most pathetic of them all." <laughs> Because she's great. We like Tasa. She's hot. Um, we also got a fierce guardianship with Narset. This is the uh, the free counterspell that was incredibly expensive and difficult to get your hands on. Still will be. Uh, where Narset is protecting Narset is protecting uh, what appear to be some monks um, with a big you know magical shield. Um, we got uh, of course the deadly Rollick featuring Judith. Uh, she is so pretty. <laughs> we like Judith. She's hot and mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Corvold on deflecting SWAT, where he is looking very much unbothered by whatever spell someone is throwing at him. Um, and last but not least, we also have Obscuring Haze featuring Azusa in what is an incredibly beautiful piece of art. Um, it is just gorgeous it's hard to explain how pretty this art is but yeah those are those are the free spells uh that all got these like special frame break where this the art kind of melts into the frame of the card um we also got a finale of devastation which is a really good commander reprint because that card is really good and it features a bunch of ixalan dinos and you know they're on ixalan because they you know have feathers and stuff um mm -hmm. as they are Absolutely. supposed to be uh and we got a soul ring with flavor text from Urza speaking to Taunos, which is uh, kind of heartbreaking in some ways because we know a lot about their relationship and Taunos as well. Um, but it's uh, Urza being a jerk. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he be? Uh, and then, of course, Demonic Tutor uh, 
the pinnacle of commander cards that everyone goes, is that a little bit too powerful to be running in your deck? That's a, that's a pretty strong <laughs> tutor. Um, the art to me is very reminiscent of Liliana, even though it doesn't appear to be one of her demons that she made a deal with, but it is a uh, dark haired uh, woman with a book in front of her. And out of it is coming these like runes that look very much like the runes on Liliana. So I always thought that was, I thought that was an interesting nod. Art, art by Living Master Donato Giancola. Yeah, that, that man is good at art. I guess the Arcane Signet, the full art uh, Arcane Signet and Myriad Landscape, we have uh, two new Drew Tucker pieces. They, they've been pulling out the stops for a lot of these uh, fancy versions of cards in terms of like bringing back original magic artists and getting new pieces from them it's very sweet yeah i feel like these are great opportunities for them to like reach out to these longtime artists and go hey instead of doing a card where you have to stick to like our style guide and it has to fit into this little frame uh just go off just yeah. do whatever like <laughs> we're giving you a very basic idea of what we want in the art and you just go with it and it's worked out pretty well some of this art is really, really good. It has been very nice to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we get a lot of like, it, I think it's we're in a nice place now where because they have so much different art that they need to do, uh, we have gotten just a ton of unique art and just, yeah, wild out there art. And it's all over the place. It's great. But yeah, just bringing back classic magic artists to do stuff is also awesome. Also, also, the borderless versions all have new flavor text, and some of it's very funny. Uh, shout out to the text team for this set; y'all did a good job. Yeah, the counter spell got a lot of uh, got a lot of attention. It's an RK post counter spell, uh, and it has a flavor text of "Nice spell you got there." Be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> and it's uh, it's definitely a broker on New Capenna as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sounds like Kathleen text yeah and the the full art personal tutor that's got a urza and we saw this card a long time ago but it's got urza and mishra uh oh yeah it's a, yeah with um, yeah takesha what's her face the dead lady what's her face i mean they're all dead chris yeah well every single person in that is dead but yes she is she is dead not long after that picture <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing <laughs> she's <laughs> one of the last <laughs> moments of takesha all right, cool. We're done. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's call let's call it here. <laughs> uh, so moving on to final thoughts, I'm sure my co-host will talk about Baldur's Gate. Uh, but I just wanted to mention Gigabash is now on <laughs> Nintendo Switch and Xbox. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Unironically, very. Cool. I've raved about it enough. That's it. That's for that's it for my final thought. I'm done. Uh, Jay, if you can figure out if they have crossplay, I will get it on Xbox. But until then. I'm waiting. <laughs> did did I talk about reading How to Lose the Time War in uh, Final Thoughts? Yes, but you can do it again. Okay, I couldn't remember if I did because I haven't been on in a couple weeks. Uh, well, yeah, if you go read How to Lose the Time War, uh, first of all. Second of all, Walter's uh, Gate 3 is out the day we're recording. Uh, I, of course, am playing a tall, raspy-voiced, no binies, charismatic very attractive tiefling rogue uh because i'm gay uh and i'm <laughs> excited i i played i've had i bought, got into the early access stuff very very early um but that was like two years ago and i haven't really touched it since 
Um, so I'm excited to like see the full actual completed game. Um, and uh, yeah, it's cool. It's exciting. It's wild because my character from the original Baldur's Gate game uh, is on a magic card now. So uh, I guess I guess maybe this one will get there someday too. Maybe. <laughs> my final thought is to tell people that you love them. Oh, Brian. I love, I love all you. of you. Brian, I, I love you, Brian. I also love the others too. But I got a text message during the podcast that my uh, grandmother's brother died. Oh, oh I'm, sorry, Brian. I'm sorry, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I, I will echo that sentiment. Um, it's just good to, to tell people you love them. You never know what will happen. Scary things can just happen. Uh, I almost died on the interstate, so could have could have been looking for a new podcast editor. Um, but I'm fine. Everyone was fine. But yeah, Arjun almost got Arjun almost got taken out while camping. He uh, was walking, not looking where he was going, and a camper on a trailer almost hit him. Uh, and my niece pulled him back like just in time. Wow. So yeah, he we we he, there were some feels about that for a couple of days. Uh, but yeah, definitely it's. Being alive is scary. Okay, it just got it got dark. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. It's... No, no, it's okay. I this is the darkness where I usually reside and have to pretend that I don't think about these things all the time. So, sorry. We're a serious show for serious gamers. <laughs> sometimes. We sure are. Legitimately sometimes we are. Anyway, Chris, final mm-hmm. thought. Uh, my final thought was just to echo what Brian said, and also I'm playing Baldur's Gate three, and I'm excited for the podcast to be done recording so I can play more Baldur's Gate three. I have 3. I have the green <laughs> play button ready to go on, uh, on Steam. Uh, well, if uh, if y'all out there, Magic fans uh, who have maybe heard of Dungeons and Dragons, maybe even heard of Baldur's Gate uh, due to some past Magic sets, uh, are interested in. Uh, very large and expansive uh, RPG game based on the 5th edition rule set, uh, you can play Baldur's Gate 3. And uh, if you want a place where you can talk about that, we just made a separate Baldur's Gate 3 channel on our Discord server, where Vorthoses from around the world are uh, getting ready. By, by the way, forget Baldur's Gate. Eldraine previews start, like, imminently. Uh, I believe the week this podcast is live the story starts yep. um, uh the 8th yeah the mm-hmm. 8th august 8th so very soon uh like we're we're gonna be talking about old uh for the next while chunk of time uh so it's a perfect time to head over to patreon.com slash the cast because everyone who supports us there gets access to that discord community and we would love to see y'all there thank you all for listening this has been the vorthos cast